It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This is the DPHRO and Rothenberg Podcast. Yep. Listen live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 a.m. on 98.7 ESPN in New York. Yep. The ESPN New York app. Yep. Or on your smart speaker by asking it to play 98.7 ESPN. Got the number one pick in the NHL draft, but the minute can't seem to stump. Do something dumb, that's an observation. CLT make him need to run. That's Lord Taylor! Trash, EMT for short. Wonder if we best once you peep the score. Up at the crack of dawn, top stories of the morning. While you yawn and grab your coffee, rise to shot with 98.7. This is drop time. We provide highlights from your favorite teams. Got Dave and Rick making plenty of picks. It's Rule 76. Ah, wakey, wakey, eggs and bakey. And welcome aboard. I'm Rick DiPietro. Jimmy Snooker. You- I love Jimmy. My co-host, Dave Rothenberg. I have to get through all the crap just to get to the stupid factor where you guys show up here, huh? Like you really have no respect for us. Our amazing producers. How about the father B, RJ Santillo? That's just him and his glorious muscles. And maybe you oil them up. How about, I know, you want to talk about famous and handsome. The one and only Raymond Santiago. Who cares? <laughs> okay, going to be that kind of day. What about our friend, longtime Michael K. producer Andrew Gunling? The big clubs hover, stars all look to depart. Gorgeous. And of course, as always, we're rolling with the company. Thank you for getting up with us on this Thursday morning. We are DNR, the R&R boys. Come on, one over here. Now relax, Terry. Call us what you want, but don't ever call us lazy. Here's every weekday morning, 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. right here on 9870 ESPN in New York. Number to call, 1-800-919-3776. Yeah, so that's just a good compliment. Evan Fournier is coming off the bench doing his thing. Oh, stop it. Um, okay, goodbye. That's not very nice. We have an unbelievable show planned for you today. Jay, you're on the pickle. No, you're I on the fast break, well. Jay. Uh, we do the pickle, we do a fast break, we do both if you want. As we head into the All-Star break, NBA All-Star break, the Knicks with an adult wire-to-wire win in Atlanta. Knicks now sit sixth in the Eastern Conference. Mikhail Bridges, career night, 45 points, lead the Nets over the Miami Heat. It looks like the Frankie Montas experience has come to an end for the Yankees. Rangers, nice little win in Vancouver. We got the stuff you missed at 9.15, and as always, on the Thursday at 7.45, we have an observation that did it happen in Florida. But before we get to any of that, I'd like to say good morning to a man that truly values his co-workers. I was thinking about Ray in the shower this morning. Oh, really? What were you thinking? Give me the ding! Nasty. And then? Ah! <laughs> oh, you finished? Like that kind of party? I bet you do. Here he is, our little freaky leader, the one and only, David Rothenberg. Oh, good morning. Now, I got to tell you, 80% through, maybe 90% through, I'm thinking to myself, this is paling in comparison to last week's Open, which I thought was, and the guy said, maybe the best you'd ever done. And then at the end, it got wild. It got crazy. You brought Ray in the shower in, and I thought it, I don't know that it matched it, but it, it turned great at the end. Yeah, what I did was I, I brought you in, gave you a little taste. Yeah. Then kind of yeah, plateaued there for a minute. And then, poke it. Go ahead, poke it. Right back up. I'm going to use poke it. I thought it was too much. Uh, I thought the poke I gotta it would be you, too much. I got I to tell you right off the bat, uh, yeah. we, we're transparent on the show, right? That's what very we are. Trans- That's what we very do. transparent. I'm in a terrible mood right now. Of course you are. I, I mean, I, Care to explain? Yeah, I'd like to explain. And not only that, because you know me, and you know I'm, I, I feel at this very moment awful. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm serious. I feel so awful. You can ask Ray. I feel awful. Who's I feel here? guilty. Hello? So get here every day, park on the street every single day. And if I don't find a spot by a certain time, which I always do on Thursday. So we're going to squeeze this one in. Always do on Thursday. I will put it into the lot, which is around the block. Fine. So I'm driving up and down the side streets. And uh, the spot I usually just pull right into, not there. Hmm, interesting. Go around the block. Look again. The the other block I go on, nothing. Turn around. Come back. Nothing. Around. Back. Nothing. Like, you know what? All right. I've, I've shot my shot. There's nothing there. I've got to admit to, to defeat and put it in the lot around the block. I pull up to the lot. It's closed. Oh, no. It's closed. What do you mean it's closed? It's the, the, the garage door is down, and I'm thinking, well, 
Maybe it's a slow time. I mean, I don't know how it would be. It's like Lincoln Center area. Maybe it's a slow time, um, and I have to get out and ring the bell, right? So I get out, ring the bell. The guy's like, fall, fall. I'm like, oh, no. Come on. Now I have this moment of, I'm in real trouble here. Now, I know you have the Thursday open, but I want to you know, get here and talk to you and see your beautiful face and all that. I'm like, what? No, what do I do? So I start circling again. And now, Rick, and uh, very unsafely, I must admit, I'm going through every light because now it's getting up to the point where I have to be able to get into the studio to get ready for the show. I'm, I'm sitting there at a red light. Now there's no cars on the road. I'm just like, I'll go through that. I'll go through that. I'll go through this. I'm going through everything, right? And then finally, I call RJ. I'm like, RJ, I, I don't know what to do. I can't even find a spot that I can have it till 7 or 7.30. I'm in big trouble here. I'm going home. And he, you know what? And you know what he says? Because this is the kind of guy he is. He says, "It's more important you're there than I'm there. Just pull in front of the building, and I will deal with your car." So now he runs down. I give him the keys like he's the valet. The British are coming. The British are coming. And uh, Rick, I, I'm not even exactly. <laughs> I feel awful. So now RJ, RJ, he's not my personal assistant. He's now out dealing with my car. Am I here? Hello. Yeah, I don't know what to tell you. This is exactly, I, I try to tell you that you just go to the old reliable. You go to the garage I go to, old reliable, you, you're good, you get a little, you get your steps up on yeah, the way to that, the studio. I, I, listen, okay, firstly, I've never, you, I've you never had this issue. It, though. No, no, it was too, you didn't have enough time. At that uh, point, and, you had and then, no time. And when I got down to it, he said, to, why don't you go to that lot? And I said, I don't, I don't have enough time because that no. lot's far away. Yeah, you would have never made it. So I, I feel, it. you know. Things happen. That's not the end of the world. What upsets me is now I've put him in this position where he's he's like literally now my Jeeves is what he is. No, he's not. I feel all. I'm telling you, I feel awful. You should feel bad. I do. Because, I, I feel, mean, that's the I last feel, thing RJ wants to be doing right now. But I mean, when push comes to shove, I mean, Raymond's running the board. The Where numbers, is RJ? RJ's on vacation right well, now. Well, bring him back. RJ. I mean, this is why he's the best in the business. I mean, he wears the, all the, hats. the guy produces, he he books guests, he screen calls, Answers phones. he puts podcasts up, he does sim, he does observations, he does dehiv, and he parks cars. Right. Great. Great. And he's I was kinda, in such a good he, mood. He's kind of going on vacation though soon. Well, not kind of. He's, he's, you know, maybe, maybe this is God's message. Maybe this is God telling us he shouldn't be going on this vacation. And because he's leaving to go on this vacation, you know what? I'm going to punish him. Look, look who just walked into the studio. RJ's oh, back. RJ, the valet. RJ, I, I just want to tell you this, and, and we talked about this for minutes now. I am so sorry. I feel awful that this happened. Oh, it's not your fault. Let me tell you, though. Yeah. Full transparency, is it because I, I was listening on the app. All the thoughts we've had about Dave's vehicle, all true. Beautiful, all, right? All. Oh, yeah. It, there's, a, there's a fancy way to put it in gear. It's, there is. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, you've got what? You've got one of those dials on the on the. Uh, You're gonna have to give me a tutorial. It's it's very very fancy. Cameras all over the place. Massage massage seats. It's safely parked though. Is it on the street or in a lot? No, in a lot. In a, in in that lot that we used to park in. That's right. It's well protected. Oh. You should you should have illegally parked it somewhere. Like just no, put it on the sidewalk. I could have illegally parked it somewhere. You put it on the sidewalk right in front of the building. <laughs> Couldn't find parking. <laughs> here's a, here's four a, bucks. Could you, could, did you look for parking? Could you not find anything too? I took a a, a brief stroll around. Nothing. 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 All did right. you run from that lot? That lot's not that close. It was, it's a, not. It was a, a brisk walk. You you ran. On you got your steps. He in. had to have. You had to have. That that that's it. For me, that's a that's probably a twelve minute walk. That's a half a marathon for you. Yeah, that's that's a that's why I don't park there. It's too far. I don't want to put that many steps on at five thirty in the morning. You got to do what you got to do. <laughs> no, you, you can't put the steps in, so RJ has to. I feel awful. I'm telling you, I, I, RJ, let me buy you breakfast or something. I I just I feel terrible about this. No, the reason you shouldn't. It is it is glorious outside. <laughs> it really is. It's- I didn't wear. How about this? I didn't wear a jacket today. It's 56 you. degrees or something right now. It, it's supposed to go up to 65 today. It's it's winter in February. All right. I'm sure you didn't uh, tune in this morning to hear about my parking issues, although the stress level was very high. This portion of the show driven by the All-American Ford Auto Group, the number one volume Ford Group in the Northeast. Huge locations in Paramus, Hackensack, Old Bridge, and Point Pleasant. Shop allamericanford.net. That's allamericanford.net. I love the phraseology you used in your open. I love it. It was an adult win for the Knicks last night. That's what it was. They went out there. They bludgeoned them. It, they looked like Atlanta was disinterested, but I don't care about that. 
they went out there and they crushed the Hawks. And what a way to send the Knicks into the All-Star break. Well, especially because Brooklyn won and beat Miami. Now we're sitting in sixth. It was just the playoffs. Beautiful is what it last was the night was. It was the perfect night. It really was. And I was interested to see how they would show up. Because I think it says a lot about the leadership in the locker room and the coaching in a game like that. Knowing, I mean, the Knicks have an extensive break now. They got a bunch of guys going to the All Star. I mean, going to the All Star festivities. festivities. Yeah, Randall's in the All Star game, and this was a perfect opportunity for a team that lacks leadership, lacks you know, great coaching to just kind of show up, go through the motions, and get to the break. And that's not what the Knicks did. No, that's what Atlanta did. That's not what the Knicks. That's exactly did. what Atlanta did. But the Knicks. I mean, and again, you you rely on your veteran guys to lead the way. And Julius Randle in that first quarter said, no, no, we're going to get this win. He was aggressive, 12 points in the first quarter. I didn't realize this. you know that Julius Randle leads the NBA in first quarter threes made? It, it feels like, I didn't know that, but it makes sense that it, it would be the case because he's always hoisting threes early in the game. Like, always. And, and it feels to me like you get a better version. It's not to knock Julius Randle, but a better version of Julius Randle in the first quarter than you do the fourth quarter. Like, he's really good in the first quarter. Well, but I think that's, I mean, that's the recipe now, isn't it, though? Right? Like, you can get him going early. He can be aggressive. And then right, he was good again. I mean, the third quarter he had 11. And then in the fourth quarter, that's when, I mean, quick, show of hands. Who, who wants Julius Randle with the ball in his hands in the fourth quarter? I was getting angry. Yeah, uh, right, I, not I, us. I was, I, and, and they started that third quarter. I was like, oh, no. You know what it is? Because... You're not used to the Knicks being good. So you have, what What was the lead at halftime? 22, right? And then all of a sudden it got down to like 15 immediately. It couldn't score. You're like, oh, oh no. Like they're going to they blow this game. But it, it never got to single digits. No, no, they tried. I mean, Atlanta tried. And then the Knicks would answer right back. Which is, I mean, it, again, like, I mean, you, you show up the way that Atlanta showed up. And the last thing you would want to have happen is, you know, the switch go off. And they're like, oh, we could steal this game. And you get, they didn't let that happen. No, they, they sure didn't. Let's let's take a listen to uh, Tom Thibodeau. By the way, phone lines open. One eight hundred wide open. Why 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 wide open right now? One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Calls calls. Tom Thibodeau credits the toughness in the win down in Atlanta. You know, we got back pretty good defense in transition. We were able to set, get our defense set, and you never feel safe against these. We've had big leads in all the games against them and didn't hold on. So I, I thought we played with a lot more toughness when we got the lead in this one. And it doesn't take much for them to get going. Yeah, and that's the thing with Atlanta, and he's right about that. Is I mean, Trey Young hits a three, gets fouled on a shot. All of a sudden, you know, Hunter hits a shot. It's a 9-2 run, and that 22 is down to 14. You're like, oh, God, there's so much time left. But I give him a lot of credit because they, they went into that game wanting to make a statement and for all intents and purposes, you don't see this often in the NBA. That game was over immediately. Well, this is what happens, though. I mean, if you fancy yourself the better team in the game, I mean, that's a significant game they were playing. Going into the All-Star break, you come out in the first quarter and do what they did. 37-21. I hated how the first quarter ended, but still, you set the tone early. And, you know, you have you have your leaders do that for you. And they played good, solid defense. I mean, they were plus nine. They made 14 threes. Atlanta made five. Atlanta shot 19% from three. They were plus 15 in rebounds. Had 30 fast break points. Like, yeah, that's, I mean, listen, the Knicks are a good team, man. Maybe they are. No, I don't think maybe. I think they're a good good team. You you know what? Maybe we have to change our expectations. Here, here, Is that the question for you today? Do you have to change your expectations for the Knicks right now? I don't think my expect, I think this has been my, has been the hope and expectation, right? Haven't I said this the entire time was... Was get that six seed? Yeah, but I mean, could can, they get can, the fifth? Can you now? get the fifth? Can you get the yeah. fourth? Like, at, at what point? At what point do you stop? Well, I, I don't, I don't think you stop. And now I know it's the All Star break, but now I mean, once we're back, it is a sprint to the finish. They're line. what? They're thirty three and twenty seven, right? Thirty three and twenty seven. So more twenty two games left. They're seventeen and twelve on the road. It's unbelievable. They're it's better on the nice. road than they are at home, record wise. Pretty nice. So you cut, you come back. Next Friday, mind you. So you get a full week plus off, and you're at Washington against the Wizards, which is not a daunting game. Then you're home against the Pelicans. Then a, a big game on Monday, February 27th, home against the Celtics. Then you're home against the Nets again. And then you got at Miami, at Boston. So, listen, I, I mean, there's some difficult games in there. Certainly you have the Celtics twice. You have Miami a couple times. But then you got the Hornets. You 
and then you go out west. So, I, I mean, if you can somehow find a way to hit that sixth spot, that would be a great regular season for this team. That's just what you want when you come home from the West Coast trip. You got just you got Denver just sitting there waiting for you. It's great. What do you mean? You come home? Yeah, that's right. March eighteenth, Denver, and that's an afternoon. That's all right, game. though. Listen, I mean, all these games are going to be. This is when the NBA. I mean, this is when everyone kind of locks it in and and starts jockeying for playoff position. So you're not going to get you're not going to get many off nights from teams. No, you know? you're certainly not. But here's here's the thing, and this is what you find. I mean, is there any way you can get that five spot? Because you get the five and you go up against either Cleveland or, or Brooklyn, and I think you have a, like a legitimate – I might even pick you to win that series. Well, I think if you're going to get the five spot, it's because Brooklyn now is in the six or lower. Okay, but could, that, that could happen. Yeah, it could happen. I, well, they're still trying to figure it out, man. Mikhail Bridges was awesome. That, I mean, that's, that's some kind of performance, especially on the heels of what we saw from him the other night where he was – let's be fair, he, he struggled to go out there and pour 45 in against Miami – Who's a? Re- I mean, maybe the best defensive team in the NBA. That's a big time performance. At one point, he scored, he scored 15 straight points. 17, uh, I believe. No, 15 straight for the Nets. He I, scored 17, but it was 15 straight. Hmm. Thought I heard 17. No, he scored 17 in the quarter. He and scored 15, he scored 15 straight. straight. It's a lot. Right. You don't you don't often see that. No, you don't. But they got good pieces, man. It's just that now it's up to Jacques Vaughn to figure out the rotations and how he wants to use everybody. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at Shopify.com/network. All lowercase. Go to Shopify.com/network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com/network. Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. I think they're listening to me. They're everywhere. I know you're here. Catch the show on demand wherever and whenever you want. Woohoo! Over here! Just subscribe to us, rate us, and review us wherever you get your podcasts. RJ seemed out of breath when I when I just chatted with him, and and he had to do deep knee bends, and, and there was a crack of the knee. Like, I just feel awful that he had to go out and bring my car into the lot. Yeah, I wouldn't feel great, but I think it's a testament to the show. I think the four of us are willing to do whatever it takes. But here's the thing, and I got tweets about this, and I need you to be honest with me. You think I would do this for you guys? Mm. Oh, that's Raymond saying no. Yeah, I think you would. You do? Yeah, yeah, because I go back to when we I mean, you were, now, I expected you to be at the Jets facility a lot earlier than me because you stayed at the hotel. Right. But the fact is, is you saw me pull up, and then you're like, you know what? I got to tell the security guy to get grab him yeah. so we can drive him it's to, true. The, to the stage. It's true. But here's the thing. It was very thoughtful of me. That's a great point. It didn't really send me out of my way. It's not like it was, okay, go walk a half mile to get Rick. It was Rick's right here. Tell a man in a car to pick him up. Yeah, that's true. I, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to. Listen, to I don't know. Case, I don't know. But I think you, I think you would. You think so? I RJ, think you do would. you believe I would have done the same for you if you were in a, in a jam like that? You know I like to be honest with you. Yes. I think you would. You do? I do. Listen, order I think when of, push comes to shove, yes, I think you would have done Order it. of operations yeah. suggests that 
you know, I, I guess if you want to think of like a, like a football team or, or any sports team, Ray and I are like the coaches, right? If a coach has to step behind the bench or go into the, the room for a minute, less noticeable than our, our leader not being out there. You're calling the plays. We need you out there. All right. Well, I feel terrible, but I, I appreciate you guys it actually, in and helping. You know what? It reminds me of one of the great moments in my coaching career. Really? Yeah. We were playing Do you have a, a lot of great moments in your coaching career? Um, I have some nice moments. Okay. So this is one of the this is one of, you'll appreciate this because you're a I'm you're a coach. Coaching, yeah, you're coaching your son's basketball team now. Uh-huh. So we're playing a league game. And they're I mean, you know league games are very, very important. Very very important. So this game is back and forth, back and forth, low scoring. I think it's one one at the time. Our best player goes down, gets his foot caught in a rut, and re-aggravates an ankle injury. Oh, no. And he can't, the, he, the poor kid can't, can't play. He's in pain, so he's on the bench. But he's just, the, he is he's one of our leaders, wants to be out there, dying to get out there, just can't do it. One of the kids that, that didn't play a lot takes the tape off of his shin pads and gives it to our guy. Really? To tape up his ankle. Somehow, after he tapes up his ankle, gets back on the ice Makes the game-winning pass. Wow! For the overtime game winner. How about wow. that? Wow! How about that's that? A, that's a selfless teammate. Selfless teammate. That's what that is. Yeah, I would have been, you know, like taking my extra roll of tape and be like, "Hmm, what can I? I, I don't, I don't need this. I'll just throw this into the trash. This seems very unnecessary." All right, Knicks fans, they're they're, they're lined up, is what they are. Let's get to them. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. And you should be because this was a can't even say first half of the season because you're three quarters of the way through. It was a great first three quarters of the season. Leo, Pennsylvania. Good morning, Leo. You're up on 9870 ESPN. Good morning, fellas. How's everybody doing? Uh, I'm a little little uh, fachaded, as one might say. And I think Rick is good, right, Rick? I'm good. I'm a little shaken up because you're shaking up, but I'll be I'll be. Yeah, honest. but I, I don't think it's, it's really portraying on air, right? I sound fine. Well, no, you sound great. Yeah, thank you. Go ahead. What do you got, Leo? Yeah, it was great. I was it was on hold, and I, I don't know if I was the first one, but the first one I guess already picked up, and I was just like, "Hey, you're back." Um, uh, but uh, no, I was going about the Knicks. Uh, what a win! I mean, Hardenstein's block, uh, just the way they handled everything down the line. It was it was it was great. I was I was yelling. My kids were trying to go to sleep, and they're like, "Dad, calm down." I'm like, "I can't." Um, it was it was a good win. It was a good win. I enjoyed it. This is what we were. As Nick fans wanting just them to be consistently good to an extent, um, you know, not falter at the end. Uh, but again, uh, my question for you guys is: Where do you where do you think the Knicks will end up? Playoff, playoff or not? Where do you think they're going to end up by the end of the season? Oof. It's a good question. I think they'll end up the five. You think they're going to get the five? I think they could get the five. Boy, that would be sensational. Well, I think they're better than Brooklyn now. Okay, uh, if that that's fair, but it's still three games in the loss column right now. I get it. I mean, you only have 22 to play your three games in the loss column back. And Brooklyn's not, they're not a bad team. No, I don't think they're a bad team at all. And they're gonna get, I think they'll get better. I just think, I think last night, for me, said a lot about this team and the mindset of this team. And I think they're smart enough to realize. Like, could they mess around and beat Philly in a series? Maybe. But I like my chances better against Cleveland. Oh, God. I, I think you have a real chance to beat Cleveland. Like a, okay. a legitimate so chance. I think they're smart enough to recognize that. They know that. Well, you know Tibbs is. And so you know he's going to play for that. I just, yeah, listen, I, th- I think they could. I I think I think this is fair to say. They could get the five. They could get the six. They could get the seven. Is that is that there? If I give you like a, a, a range of three spots, is that the range? Yeah, that's the range. But I would be disappointed if they didn't finish in the... In the playoffs. Oh, okay, but but they could. I mean, they're tied with Miami right now for the six or seven spot. So it's not like you look at that and you say you couldn't fall to seven. You're right there at seven. Well, no, they're. I mean, they're in the sixth spot. Right, but I'm saying have... like, like you could easily wind up like like one more loss or win Miami or whatever. You'd be in the seventh spot. Right, but you also have Miami three more times too. So Correct. You can, I mean, you can control that. And Brooklyn so, once. Okay, so the Knicks thirty three and twenty seven. It's their best record entering the All-Star break since 2012-2013, hmm. which is nice. And their 17-12 uh, and 12 road record at the break is the best since 2000-2001. Uh, so good. I mean, solid, really solid. It's great. More than first half, but I mean, we're, I mean, up to this point, it's been good. How about Cleveland? They're 25-6 and six at home. 
I mean, that's the thing though with this Knicks team that bothers me is the is the, 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 the five hundred at home or sixteen and fifteen at home. It should it should bother you. Jalen Brunson, by the way, since January first, aw- I saw some of his stats. He's Holy, awesome! I saw. I forget who it was. Somebody tweet last night and say, "You know, this is Julius Randle's team." Not in my mind. Not in my mind. In my mind, and Randle's been great. This is Jalen Brunson's team. Jalen Brunson has turned himself. Yeah, I mean, he's he's a star. It, yeah. Well, Tibbs said it. I mean, Tibbs said it after the game too, talking about him. Like when you look at what he did at Villanova, like one of the more more accomplished college basketball players, two national championships, and then somehow slips to the second round. And but he's just you know what it is about him. It's just he wants to kind of like RJ, valet in your car for you. Uh, all he wants to do is facilitate. Is no is, is contributing to win and whatever that means, whatever role that is. And Dallas's role was different. Now all of a sudden he's again, the alpha he had, here now. Oh yeah, when he had to step up in Dallas, he did and was great in the playoffs. And now it's his team, and he's got the ball in his hands in big moments. And it's great, dude. Since January first, he's averaging almost thirty. It's it's amazing to watch. And you know what pretty the thing much is? thirty. I remember, and you know, we were talking about it yesterday. I think it was on the air about me with college basketball, and I love college basketball. I watched a ton. La- I was watching a game. I was laughing, thinking about you guys. I was watching Texas A&M and Arkansas last night, and Texas A&M had four points 11 minutes into the game. And I was like, they would, they would laugh at me for watching this. My point was, I watched him a ton at Villanova. And at Villanova, he used to be able to, to, to back guys in and play bully ball and, and low post them from the point guard position. Right, the other point guard would be matched up with him, and he w- he would really back them in, and and I never thought it would translate the same way at the next level, but Rick, it does. Like he, he's creative, he's so calming when he gets Smart. the ball, and it, it, it's like the game. We talk about this all the time. The game slows down for him when he's in that situation. It's it really is remarkable to watch. You know what it is about players like that? It, it's not that the game slows down because I I think you're. You're right, but I think the reason why it looks like it slows down is because he's so good at dictating the pace of the game. Like, if he needs to slow it down, he'll slow it down, change speeds, whatever he has to do. But, I mean, his his ability one-on-one to get where he wants and get his shots is... It's remarkable. It's really impressive. And I don't think you realize how big he is. Like, he physically kind of bullies his way down into the low post. Yeah, he's thick, man. He's thick. And I'll tell you what, the I mean, finally... I'll give Leon Rose credit here because some of the moves that he's made just haven't fit right. The, the The Josh Hart move was a nice move. Oh, he's a good player. What a, a nice, nice addition. Yeah, and they got that. I mean, you already got that chemistry built in between him and him and Brunson. Yeah, man, it's exciting. I mean, I, although listen, in RJ RJ yesterday was more aggressive when he gets to his left hand and gets to the rim. Fine, but dude, he had a three at one point yesterday. Oh God, did you? You know what I want to talk about? I, from I, there the was left one side? he missed. He missed every. There was two from that left side, oh. and he. One he like completely missed everything, and then the next one he took, and I think was it Wally doing the game on television? Wally's like, I don't know what's going on with his shooting right now. Like, it, and he's going to the line; he can't make free throws. Like, he can't shoot the ball at all. Uh he was over over six from three. At one point, he had a wide open three, and, and he was smart enough to just say, "You know, forget this. I'm going to get to the rim." Is that but the one where he got hammered? He got hammered. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, they, I, need, I don't they know. need him, man. They need him. He's got to he's got to find a way to fix it. Or 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 stop shooting. <laughs> I mean, you can't. Well, he. Did, I mean, you could tell he was he was hell bent on getting to the rim, which is fine. Yeah. Well, listen, I think that's it. what you have to do. Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. Looking for more access to the show? Why? Because you know why. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at DR on ESPN. So it sounds like Frankie Montas is going to be out for. The entire season, he's going to have some surgery. And boy, you know, we talk about Cashman all the time, and a lot of people like him. And there's some that don't. That's a what a terrible trade that one was. Huh? Epic fail. I mean, just a brutal trade. Awful trade. Yeah, I mean, it's it's tough too because you didn't get much from him last year. He gave you nothing. He was awful last year, and then he got hurt. He got hurt. Yeah, and then there was. I mean, and again, when you go back, there was. It was. Luis Castillo, who everyone wanted, and then they wanted too much. Cincinnati wanted too much. Seattle made a really good offer, and then Castillo pitched really well for Seattle. He was great down the stretch, and then they locked him up to a long-term deal. Well, because that's what you're supposed to do, right? Like when you, when that's, you trade that's significant the, the perfect assets. perfect kind of trade, yeah. But yeah, this, I mean, this, it doesn't kill them because they have, I mean, their rotation is solid, and they got guys that they can step in and be the fifth star. Listen, starter. Herman can step in, I get it, but it, but it hurts your depth. Like, were you counting on him to be, uh, you know, your third starter in a, a seven-game series? No. No, but, but you, you were expecting him. You were I expecting mean, him to give you 25 starts this season. Well, 
hold on. He was uh, he was brought in last year to be what year two or year three? He was brought in last year to kind of I don't want to say save the season, but have a, a big impact as you got towards the postseason last year. You're right, and he yes. didn't. So now you were hoping that okay, with the you know shoulder discomfort and everything he was dealing with last year, that he goes through a whole off season and does the rehab and everything else, comes back, and now with the additions that you've made, that he can jump in there as the fifth starter with all this upside and be. And now you're talking one through five as being. It's why I mean you look at all the uh all the preseason breakdowns and everything else where the Yankees rotation is in the in Major League Baseball. It's at the top. Yeah, the rotation is great. But again, you know you're going to have issues as far as health with pitchers are concerned. It happens to every team along along every league everywhere because it's just a, it's not normal to throw a baseball like that over and over and over at 100 miles an hour. So now already we're in February, spring training is just starting and you've lost one of the guys you're counting on. For probably the entire season. You can't convince me that I'm going to see Montas with the Yankees again this year. It sounds like it's probably going to be the entire season. So on top of that, I mean, listen, if you get to the end of the season, I would have to imagine that the Yankees are going to make some kind of move. I'm sure they the will. Deadline. Um, but, you, you, I mean, you would have much rather had J.P. Sears on the team right now. Like, you didn't, yes. you didn't get him for nothing. Like, you traded legitimate guys who now you don't have. All I'm saying is the Yankees will be fine. Right, their projection is they win whatever ninety six games, ninety seven games. They're going to be fine. Ninety nine games, whatever it is. That was a bad trade. It was a ter- it was a terrible. That was trade. a bad. I think, the, bad I think trade. the the fear now is is that you get Nestor dealing with the hamstring, right? And he was amazing last season. Carlos Rodon, I mean, outside of the last couple of years, has had injury problems. Severino's Lu- always hurt, dude. Luis Severino has started twenty two games since twenty nineteen. 22. Yeah, I think, you, I, I, think you have, I think you have real issues here as far as injuries are concerned. And your team is built on starting pitching. I mean, you've, you've looked at all the numbers all over the place, and everything projects the Yankees are going to have a top three rotation in, in all of baseball. Well, you have all your guys are, I mean, Gary Cole, no, you don't have to worry about him, but everybody else has a real injury concern. Yeah, now you have to figure out what you want to do. I mean, it's just a bummer because you went to the season. I mean, the the news and use the parentheses, which I, think, I mean, I don't know why you would use the parentheses, but I mean, the Nesta Cortez hamstring. I mean, it. I, I don't use know how qu- I it is. quotes. Yeah, you use. They quotes. were. It was not a parentheses. I used quotes. quotes. Yeah, quotes. Whatever. Because I, I I question how injured he really is. Well, I mean, if there's bruising and stuff, I mean, it's not great. But if there's any there's any kind of injury, you're not going to let him pitch in the World Baseball Classic. Well, I, I think I think at the first sign of any ailment, it was like, all right, you're not going to the World Baseball Classic, right? Which is smart. But I mean, I think that every Yankees fan is expecting big things from this team, and one of the things that you put your you, you would hang your hat on is how good the rotation is going to be. Correct. And, and it should still be good. Frankie, it's not like you're that, counting on Montas to go out there when you're 17 games. No, but it makes it. But I mean, it's it, I agree now, with you. It, that's formidable. When Frankie Montas is is your fifth starter, that's pretty. I mean, that's that's a damn good rotation. Yes, I agree with you. So so now, but but here's my thing, and I think you agree with this. It's it's Montas today. Do you expect to get a full season from Severino? I mean, you'd say that's probably unlikely, right? I mean, yeah, from his past, his history, no. Radon has real injury history. He's had real injury history. Yeah. I, I guess we're dealing with something from Nestor Cortez, but I mean, he's he's pretty reliable for the most part. So all I'm saying is, to have this come down in February, it's not it's not great news as you're getting ready to start spring training. Well, no, it stinks. And now you have to figure out too. I mean, what you're doing in left field, right? I mean, the Yankees. What are you doing at shortstop? Well, you're gonna find out. I mean, you brought IKF back, but you have to find out if one of those young kids is gonna be able to step in. I mean, it's weird for a team like the Yankees to be sitting here on February. What's it? The 16th. And we don't really know who their everyday shortstop is. Is it be. though? Is it though? After what happened last year in the playoffs, we didn't know who was closing the games, and you know who was playing shortstop. Well, yeah. I mean, when was the last time you went into a season you you didn't know who the Yankees shortstop was going to be? Oh, it's been a long time, right? I mean, you had Jeter forever, and then you had DD, who was Didi. very good, and and then you went to uh, kind of Falefo, you didn't love, but at least you knew every day was going to be there. I mean, you don't. I mean, think of the most famous positions in all the sports right now. Yankee shortstop—that's got to be one of those positions. You don't know who their shortstop is going to be on opening day. No, and I think a lot of people hope it's not IKF. So, I think you. I mean, ideally, you'd like it to be Volpe, but I, is that realistic? Can it be? I don't know. Could it be Peraza? I think so. 
Okay, so I mean, uh, listen, I mean, they have still some of the problems that we talked about last year. If you look at the bottom of that order right now, and again, they're, they're, here's the thing. These are high-class problems, right? You know they're going to win 90-plus games. They're probably going to win the division. They're 100% going to make the postseason. But does that move the needle for the Yankees fan, or do they want to see a chance to win the whole thing? To win the whole thing, you can't have six through nine in your batting order have real holes. And right now, and listen again, it might change. I think they have real holes at the bottom of that lineup. It's just the last thing you want to be talking about. With all the excitement going into pitchers and catchers reporting and everything else, in the high expectations, we went through the quota numbers yesterday. A lot of that, I mean, a lot of that was based on how good the rotation was going to be. Because you can't expect that Aaron Judge, who carried you the second half of the season into the postseason, is going to have that that, that kind of year. And remember, you almost fell apart at the end of the year. Right. Which would would have been like the greatest collapse in the history of baseball. Yeah, but Aaron Judge stepped up and he carried you to the playoffs. He sure did. You can't expect him to have that same kind of season. But do you, right, that's what I was going to say. So you don't expect him to have the same season? No. Okay. How could you? Do you you think Rizzo's going to have the same season? Um, I think the the lack of a shift is going to help Rizzo. Yeah, I think that you're probably right about that. I mean, Josh Donaldson, he's my everyday third baseman. Oh, yeah. I mean, Hicks is your, what, Hicks is going to be your left fielder? Uh, potentially. Yeah, I don't like that either. I, how could you like it? You know, and in retrospect, and I didn't love it at the time, but in retrospect, you probably should have re-signed Ben Attendee. Yeah, well, I know I mean, you didn't else? want to give him that level of money, but you, you probably should have. Well, there's still some talks they could bring in Profar. They've been trying to get Reynolds, but that's I mean, they, don't, they don't want to give up what it's going to take to get Reynolds. Well, that's the thing is they are, and they've been hesitant for a long time to give up the, the crown jewels of their farm system. Well, at some point, those crown jewels are going to have to step up and help you because you want to have the ability to, to, to make a move if you need to make a move. Right? So if all of a sudden now one of those young kids can step in and be my everyday shortstop, maybe that frees me up to do some other things. There was talk last year that they were going to trade, they were going to trade Glaber for Pablo Lopez. Right. You need a healthy. You need a healthy DJ. He has to stay healthy. He, he's to me. He's the X factor this season, right? Because he gives you all the versatility in the infield. Right. He can play anywhere. He gets on base. I mean, he's just a, he's a terrific player. It would be nice if Stanton could play. Well, the that's, that's not, not going to happen. That drives me crazy. Well, it's not going to happen. This is this is potentially exciting, or maybe somebody ruined it for everybody. Jared in Bangkok. Jared, are you really calling from Bangkok? No, that's what I call my house. I see, you see, Rick? <laughs> you, you see? Now, and now everybody's going to start doing this. You think it's so clever and so funny. Uh, Go ahead, well, Jared. we got great callers. No, no, it's not great. We have this guy calling from Patina who named his estate Patina after his family owned this. this land. I mean, it's awful. No, it's not my fault. RJ's the one that let him do it. Yeah, I don't like any of it. I, I, I'm, I'm not going to come down on RJ today, but you thought it was so adorable earlier in the show. I didn't think it was going right, to mushroom into where, this. Uh, where are you really calling from, Jerry? Where, Rick? where are you really calling from? New Jersey. Oh, thank you. New Jersey. Go ahead. You got it. Uh, where were you with uh, Rick paying off the bet? Let's find out. RJ, where are we as far as the, uh, the outfit showing up? So, Fanatics sent me an email yesterday. The new expected delivery date. Yeah. February 24th. So, that's a week from tomorrow? Yep. All right. So, you're off next week. Right. I think we do it Tuesday, 28th, February 28th. Locked in? So so long as Fanatics holds up their end of the bargain, yeah. Okay. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the 
we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. I think they're listening to me. They're everywhere. Dave. I know you're here. Catch the show on demand wherever and whenever you want. Woohoo! Over here! Just subscribe to us, rate us, and review us wherever you get your podcasts. Good morning, America, on in the studio. They just gave the local uh, forecast for today. You know how warm it's going to get today? 63. 66 degrees. 66 degrees. 66 degrees. This is golf weather, buddy. I mean, it was. I am hot. I didn't, I didn't wear a jacket today. You look great. You don't mean that. I do mean that. You do? You know I love that Lake Placid sweatshirt. This is a nice Lake Placid sweatshirt. I was reading the story about this Irishman that was killed by a vicious chicken. <laughs> that was not the transition I thought was going to happen. Why, why I didn't did think the, this was the story that I was going to stumble across. Why did the Irishman get, I feel like it's a joke, why did he get attacked by a vicious I chicken? Not, I have no idea. He was found in a, he was, after he got mauled by a vicious chicken. You think you could make it through a chicken attack? Sounds like you don't have trustworthy chickens. You think you can make it through one, or you think you'd get you'd get mauled like this Irishman? I like to believe that I could I could take on one vicious chicken. Would you run, or would you would you stay and fight? I think I would have to stay and fight. You have a move? No, I'd say I would I would probably choke it. <laughs> well, somebody's got to be. Yeah, you, uh, yeah. Don and Patterson. Good morning, Don. You're on ninety-eight-seven. Hey, good morning, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Thanks for making the call. All right, yeah, it's been a while. I haven't heard you guys, man. So I have different work shifts, so it's been kind of. Tell your down, boss but, uh, that you tell your boss the shift needs to change. You got to be available six to ten to listen to us. All right. <laughs> yeah, I got you, brother. Um, yeah, I know it's a bad trade, but I think Herman's better than Montas. He proved that he could pitch forty, and he he proved that he could pitch in big games. So I think it's going to be an easy transition. What do you think? Uh, I don't disagree with that. I think that if you say who's better, Herman or Montas, you could argue Herman. But now you, you lose your depth, right? Because now you had you have Schmidt, you have Herman. You think you have a couple extra guys. Now one of those guys has to go into the rotation. You lose depth, and that's for the Yankees. The, the regular season is about being built to win in the postseason, and this this is a hit for them. I think they'll be fine, but this is a hit. You can't have enough arms. You can't. We see it every year. I mean, one, is, there, is there any staff in baseball that doesn't have at least one, if not more, starters go down for extended time during the season? No, but I think that's the. I mean, listen, Jacob Degrom's already dealing with with side tightness in Texas. Um, now, I was not pleased by that, but I saw that story and I was just like, mm-hmm, exactly. I don't think it surprised anybody. No, nobody's surprised by it. And it's it's you know it's the same thing. It's like it's nothing. It's just side tightness, Until and, it's, it's and, it's, and it's cold here, and that's why we're going to... Yeah, okay. All right. Until it's something, until he starts missing starts. I, I said at the time, and I stand by it, the Mets will get to the end of that deal that he's on with Texas and think to themselves, we caught a real break that we didn't uh, We didn't keep him. Yeah, it just sucks, though. It sucks. Because we all thought he was going to be a forever Met. Of course. But I think that you'll get to the end of that and say, you know what, it was it was the right move. Danny, uh, can I can I say one thing though? Oh, God, let me put Danny back just, in the hole. Go ahead. Yeah. Oh, just because Yankees fans and they call and they drive me crazy. I can't stand of all the fans in New York. I can't stand Yankees. You, is fans it fair to say you hate the Yankees fans? I can't stand Yankees right. fans. Um, but let's just remember this: that when we start taking phone calls, that you know Garrett Cole stinks and Garrett Cole has not been good since the sticky stuff. Right. Garrett Cole is always. Available. This this notion Always. that Garrett Cole stinks is just, it's not true anymore. No, it's he, not true. He and had he, moments he, where he was not great. That Red Sox game in the playoffs a couple years ago, he was bad. He had a very good regular season this year, and he was very good in the postseason. And you're right. He's always available. Oh, Look at the Yankees rotation now. Right? You have Montas going to be out for the year. You know, Herman, for reasons off the field, has missed an extended period of time. Severino, you said, has made, what, 22 starts in the last how many years? Radon has missed extended period of time. The one guy that you know every fifth day is going to trot out to the mound is Garrett Cole. Uh, you can't put a price on that. Very important. Let, can we go to Danny now in Brooklyn? Yes, please. Hi, hi Danny. You're now on 98.7 ESPN. Hey, good morning, guys. Thanks for taking the call. Sure. So... I, it's funny that I'm that I'm calling after what Rick just said. I'm a Yankee fan, and Yankee fans ruin sports radio for me because 
they call in, and I'm, I'm, I'm with you guys. I'm 31 years old. I've never entered a baseball season not thinking the Yankees have a chance to win a World Series. And if they lose two in a row, they're terrible. Cashman's got to go. The Yankees should go 162-0. and I mean, we, you know, you guys have people calling in for the Jets and the Mets, you know, hoping that they make the playoffs. And it, get, and it gives such a bad feel to Yankees fans like me because you guys don't want to take their calls. Don in the afternoon doesn't want to listen to them because all they do is complain. It's annoying. They love to complain. It's, I mean, listen, your team's going to win 95 games, and to have you call complain all the time that we don't get this or we don't get that is annoying. But I, I will say this. I don't think the Mets fan is just going to be pleased to get into the playoffs. I think the no, standard is, has now changed. I think, I think the Mets don't do some real damage in the postseason. The Mets fan would look at that as a failed season. Yeah, I think there's a lot of Mets fans that looked at last season as a real disappointment. I think last season was a real disappointment. I think you need to make some noise in the playoffs this year. Yeah, but I think the the complaining from Yankees fans is only going to get worse as Steve Cohen continues to just spend whatever it takes now. What do the Yankees need to do to shut up the fans? Get to the World Series, win the World Series? Is that like is it those are the only two landing spots? Oh, I think they have to get to the at a get minimum to get Series. to the World Series. Yeah. Could you imagine if the Mets played the Yankees in the World Series and the Mets won? Uh, it would be amazing. What would you do? Well, I, whatever. I mean, you keep asking would you questions shave like your, that. Would you sh- shave your head bald? No. <laughs> so you just said anything. You, I, yeah, I, but I, that's, I'd like that. Yeah, come on. Why would you want me to shave my head? Because I think it'd be entertaining. No, it would not be funny at all. I think so? No. You want to, Would you shave your eyebrows? Uh, both or just one? RJ, we want one or both eyebrows to be shaved. How long does it take for eyebrows to grow back? Well, if they grow back, because occasionally they don't grow back. Is that true? Occasionally, I've heard that. I don't know how yeah. true that is, though. Uh, maybe it's an old wives' tale, but I've heard that. I would, I would say, within a month, your 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 eyebrow again. So it's a big risk you're taking. Yeah, I would. I don't. I'm not in love with my eyebrows, so yeah, I would do it. Yeah, no, you're not in love because who? It's not <laughs> like nobody's in love with their eyebrows until they don't have them, and then they you realize the importance of the eyebrow. Well, some people like their eyebrows. I don't particularly care for my eyebrows. You would if you didn't have them. Uh, well, yeah, well, have you ever seen people that don't have eyebrows? It's not a great look. Maybe it's a good test, though. Maybe it makes me fonder. You know, the heart grows fonder. So now all of a sudden the eyebrow would grow back. You're like, oh. I'm picturing Rick without eyebrows right now. It's nice to have you back. Nobody with eyebrows would look good. I'm sure, you know, I'm Maybe sure Maybe I look somebody, extra handsome with no eyebrows. I'm sure, I'm sure you would not. I'm sure somebody listening can do a Photoshop of you with no eyebrows so we can get like a, a, a teaser of what it would look like. I could look handsome. I'm sure you'd look what handsome if I paint handsome them? What guy. if I paint them on, though? Oh, I, I, God, I would do anything for that. For Some you to shave your eyebrows and then paint them on them. with marker? I would. Well, there's that. What, what's that Um, that disease where you can't grow hair? Alopecia? Yeah, that's terrible. And they, and people that can't grow hair, they don't have eyebrows, and they have to tattoo eyebrows onto their, onto their face. I think my mother had her eyebrows tattooed. No, what do you mean you think? How is that a think? I think she had. Well, they're not, they're not completely tattooed on. Like, she has eyebrows, but she's had them filled in with tattoo, I think. I'm almost positive, yes. <laughs> she has RJ was this on the sheet today did you think we were going to get to Rick's mother's eyebrows we find a way don't we we really see this is what bothers me about Raymond is I'm I mean there's not anything you don't know about me and my family and he Raymond. won't share I know share anything all we know is that his cousin is his a, cousin's a, is a is a coffee bean mule is yep. all we know that is not what's happening that's here. exactly what's happening my first cousin and uh, he just handed me beans <laughs> great job <laughs> I think the way you need to approach it is, is there a way for you to earn back Ray's trust, or is it gone forever? That's the question here. That's well, a question if, you have to ask him, isn't it? If it's gone forever, then why would we be doing anything but just destroying him? Like, we have to figure that by being kind continuously is going to bring him back into the fold at some point. Yeah, but, but, you're, but you're not in lockstep. One of you is always being nice, and right. the other is always all I've been the nice. nice for weeks. It's good cop, bad cop. Well, that doesn't no, no, work. That's, that, that's not true. Like, We're like the, Tango the fine, and Cash. The fine weeks. <laughs> the fine weeks at this point. Since the Cowboys went out, I've been really sweet. No, because that week you 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 prodded and prodded, and you and you, and you got snapped. me to blow up. Yeah, I was trying very hard to behave. Which and, is and which? At is, what point did I not then, say that happened. he stunk? But that's we. How long ago was that? That's got to be four or five weeks ago. It's not a month ago. That's over a month. It's definitely over a month. Doesn't feel like it. You're a big. Baby. Feels very raw. Oh, stop it! You it look was, wonderful. It was by the three way. weeks ago. Is it that yeah. recent? Three in a couple days, yeah. Huh. It's probably 23, 24 days. All right. Well, you know what? That's a long time to be nice to someone. For you especially. Yeah. Well, it's longer than Rick can do. Rick is nasty to you every day now. You're like 
shaking and breaking a sweat in there. Yeah, I'm it's, fine. Not like my caffeine addiction like you guys have. Brendan in Bloomfield. Good morning, Brendan. Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, I was calling about the Yankees, but now I'm starting to second-guess it after listening to the last couple of calls. Guys, we want to hear you complain. Uh, what do you got? I was going to say, uh, I think the teams ran more to just compete now, and they're kind of content with just competing and not really like going over the salary cap threshold because he's making money anyway, Hal. I think he's more monetizing the team than anything. But um, I was basically complaining to uh, RJ that, you know, they trade for Montas, and then in the playoffs it's like, okay, yeah, he might be a rotational piece. He might be our sixth guy, or he might be long relief. And then you barely ever see him. He's almost like Chapman. Like, the guy gives up six runs. I'd rather they just trade for, like, an actual bridge guy, a bullpen guy that's actually going to hold them instead of giving up three home runs in an inning. You know, it seems like these trade deadlines are just to shut the fans up. It's not really uh, it was a bad something trade. that helps the team. It was a bad yeah. uh, but But that's not fair because you say they just want to compete. Then why would you assign Carlos Rodon then? Judge, you had to. Cause well, I, I think it's I, it's... I don't... I kind of understand what he's saying, but I don't think it's a... I don't necessarily think it's a money thing. I think the reason why they was it ended up being Frankie Montas instead of Luis Castillo, who everyone wanted. It's because they wanted a lot more for Castillo. Right, because they, they want to... They won't trade their young they want stud the, pieces. Right. And, and I think as far as Yankees fans are concerned, they like we've seen this how many times, where it's like we hear about these guys, we hear, we hear about these guys, and then nothing. And then by the time we, we, did, we realize that they're not going to contribute, you try to trade them and they're worth nothing. Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. Looking for more access to the show? Why? Because you know why. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at DR on ESPN. This is DiPietro and Rothenberg. Have you ever heard of Patina? Bob is calling from Patina. Patina is a nice little town in Italy. Wait, you're in Italy right now? now we're from the Malfi. No, I'm actually in a place in New Jersey that we named our piece of land in New Jersey. This is potentially exciting, or maybe somebody ruined it for everybody. Jared in Bangkok. Jared, are you really calling from Bangkok? No, that's what I call my house. You see, Rick? <laughs> you see? And everybody's going to start doing this. So you think it's so clever and so funny. This is DiPietro and Rothenberg. Danny, uh, can, I, can I say one thing, though? Oh, God, let me put Danny back Just, in the hole. Go ahead, yeah. On 98.7 ESPN. All right, this is going to be a big 9 o'clock hour. DPHR Rothenberg with you. This portion of the show driven by the All-American Ford Auto Group, the number one volume Ford Group in the Northeast. Huge locations in Paramus, Hackensack, Old Bridge, and Point Pleasant. Shop allamericanford.net. That's allamericanford.net. You cannot call and give us a location you're not in or make up a name of a place. You can't do it. You call and you tell us either the city or the state that you're calling from. Is that understood? Rick, you have that? I got it. I also have I also have this, too, if you're interested. What do you got? Okay, you know how earlier in the show we were speculating about uh, RJ played the Patrick Mahomes sound from the parade? Yes. And we were like, could it be? I mean, could it be that he heard Bart? I have confirmation. That what? His wife actually tweeted Brittany? out a screenshot of Bart. How do you know this? Because I'm seeing it. I'm looking at it. Because Lonnie, I don't know if he retweeted or he liked it. But from Brittany Mahomes, picture of Bart, screenshot, Bart Scott, Chiefs will miss the playoffs this season. Really? Yep. So that Bart Scott analysis preseason really fueled the Chiefs, huh? It fueled Patrick Mahomes. Well, you know it fueled Kelsey. So, yes. Interesting. The whole idea that uh, that players aren't paying attention, not listening to everything, and don't have bulletin board material is crazy. The power, ow, 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 ow. And, of course, Barton Hahn can be heard noon to three every weekday right here on 98.7 ESPN. I want to get back to the Knicks. I want to quickly play Boone from yesterday. What does Volpe have to do to make this team? I don't know. I mean, I don't know specifically how to answer that. Like, if I feel like or he looks like the best option or like he's ready to go do this, you know, we wouldn't be adverse to doing that. But I don't think there's he's got to do this, this, and that. It's, you know, you kind of watch and it'll show itself. Yeah, it kind of feels like you'll, you'll know if you have that from him this spring training. Well, you got to give him a real chance. Well, you can't have him on the team and not play him. Right, but you have to give him a real chance. Like, there has to be a real shot. Like, it can't be like yeah, everyone says that. Oh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's if he goes out and performs, there's a chance he could make the team. you got to have, like, a, a real shot. Well, he's got to have a real shot, and if he were to make it, he's got to play. Yeah, I, I would rather him go to AAA and play every single day than sparingly play on the Yankees' big right. club. 
Yeah, yeah. That, I mean, that goes without saying. You know, you're not going to all of a sudden now stunt his growth or his development by just sitting him on the bench because you want to, you know, want to make him make the team. He better he needs be, to he, play. He better be great, by the way. Well, listen, if he, it, it has to. They put so much pressure on him. But I mean, I got to imagine, like, I mean, highly as highly touted as he is, like, I mean, he's going to. Shouldn't he be able to give IKF a run for his money? This you would think so. I mean, here's the spring? thing, and I, I don't want to disparage IKF, and I do want to get to the Knicks, and we will in like 90 seconds or less. Is that IKF is underwhelming? IKF defensively was not what you thought he would be at shortstop. IKF offensively is just he has literally zero pop in his bat. He's he's fine. If you can't, I mean, if you're Anthony Volpe, you would figure that you should be able to be fine right now. No. Yeah, well, like if it's not him, then Oswald Peraza. One of the two. You would think so. You would think so. That's but one of the most frustrating things about Brian Cashman, though, for me. Is what? It's just how he, like, we hear about all these different, like, yeah, last year it was Castillo, or whoever, the you name the player, Brian Reynolds now. And these teams all want, I mean, these are good players. These teams want your best prospects. And Cashman will say no, and you end up with Frankie Montas, and that whole thing fails because you don't want to give up these guys. They, At a certain point, Yankees fans are going to want to see them. Yes. They're going to want to see one of two things. Make the trade with them to bring in the elite guy, or or I want to see the guy. Or give him a real shot, because we keep like, oh, we can't trade Estevan Florial. He's our, one of our better players. Then you see him come up and play, and you're like... And you're so underwhelmed. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I, and I think a lot of teams do this, though. They overvalue their own guys. Yeah, but the time is coming, though, for Yankees fans, where it's like, okay, either we're going to see these guys play, and they're going to help us win a championship... Or find other players that we can trade them for to help us win a championship. Yes, and I think people want immediate gratification, and they want to see their team make a run now. And Cashman looks at it and says, "And you know this matters to him. I want, I want to be able to be good with guys that I've drafted. That that is very important to me. But if Volpe, if Peraza, if Cabrera, if all these guys, if they don't turn into what they've been touting them to be, you got egg on your face if you're the Yankees. Yeah, but at a certain point, though, Dave. Like, I mean, you got good players around you. We talked about this with the Mets. Right, like you got a team that's got good players. You're a team that should make the playoffs. You got a good rotation. You got a good bullpen. You got freaking Aaron Judge. Like it, it's a good time now. IKF is underwhelming. Like give give Peraza a real chance. Yes. Okay, you're the you're the shortstop now. Run with it. That's what you would like to see. Like if you're a Yankees fan and I said to you, you want to see IKF or you want to see Volpe at shortstop. If it's close, unless you feel like you can do damage to the kid. Like, you're going to throw him out there. He can't handle it. It'll be overwhelming. It's going to, you know, irreparably damage him for the future. Why would you not give him the job as the starting shortstop? No, right. But you've heard, like, I mean, there's so much, there is so much pressure on this kid now, and he's so highly touted, and everyone has, so like, these incredible expectations of the kids. If that's how the Yankees feel about him, I'm sure it's the same way the Astros felt about Jeremy Pena. Like, at a certain point, yeah, all the minor league stuff is great, and he can dominate in you know, single A and double A and triple A. But you're not going to really know until he gets to this level. The Mets are going to have to do the same thing at some point. It has a chance. The Mets are going to have to do that with Beatty. The Mets are going to have to do that with Vientos. The Mets are going to have to Alvarez. do that with Alvarez. They're going to have to. At some point, you have to rip the Band-Aid off and say, you're going to sink or swim. And we believe in you, and you're the guy, and go get it done. And if you go 0 for 36, you're still the guy. And if you go 18 for 36, you're still the guy. Like, no matter what happens, you're the guy. Go run with it. All right, let, let's get over to the next 1-800-919-3776. We started the show. We've been all around... Back to the Knicks now. That And I can't speak highly enough because when they're bad and they implode, I destroy them. And rightfully so. I can't speak highly enough of how they closed, I guess I'll say for lack of a better term, the first half of the season heading into the All-Star break. What a sensational win that was last night. I mean, Brunson was great and Hart was great and Randall started out great and just Hartenstein played really well. What a sensational victory for the Knicks last night. Obi hitting threes? Yeah. Dude, I said in the open, it was an adult win. It was a mature, I like that big phrase. boy win. Can I borrow that phrase? Uh, for your next basketball game, yeah. No, just just like when, when it, like if I want to say it, because it used to be you'd say that was like that was a man-sized win. You can't really say that anymore because it's just it's inappropriate. Yeah, because look at the size of RJ. He's a man, but... Right, but not not in every way. But like to, to say that's an adult win, that's, that's what it was. It's like you put your big boy pants out there, and you, you stepped onto the court, and you beat a team... And you embarrass them. That's an adult victory last night, dude. That's an easy game to just show up. I mean, knowing how much time you're going to have off, you know, a couple guys getting ready for the All Star festivities, right? Grimes going, Sims going, Randall playing in the game. Now, you saw how Atlanta showed up in that game. They didn't. Exactly right. But the Knicks veteran guys, man, Julius Randall, right, right from the start, said, "Nah, not tonight. Big game." 
You know, Chance now with Brooklyn playing Miami, we could put ourselves up in the sixth spot. He gets 12 points in the first quarter. Knicks 37 points in the first quarter. Didn't like how the first quarter ended, but whatever. 37-21. Oh, what they, they, they scored and then they inbounded it and oh, stole it and God. scored again. Yeah. Yeah. Well, not great. And the start of the third quarter was was left a lot to be desired. But, I mean, it's 48 minutes of NBA basketball. You're going to have moments where you're not elite, right? Right. But every time, every time that, especially in that third quarter, it's when Atlanta was like, okay, maybe we can make a run here. Nick said no. Because, again, I mean, when when a team shows up the way that Atlanta showed up, you can't let them have, like, give them, a, give them hope that they can just find a way to just, you know, flip that switch and steal a win from you. Right. And they can score. And that's the thing. Like, that, that tw- I think it got up to a 24. That 24-point lead never, it never got, and this is what I love. Because how many times, I think who had that 20, I think the Bulls might have had a 24-point lead on the Pacers last night. And the Pacers came back to win that game. Like, 24-point leads, those are big leads, but they can be blown. And to have a 24-point lead, and it never got below 12, I think, was the number, that's a hell of a job by the Knicks in this game. It's a hell of a job. It's a hell of a job. You want to hear from Tom Thibodeau? He deserves it. Yeah, I think so as well. Um, He kind of evaluates where this team is heading into the All-Star break. Well, I think we've steadily improved, but we know there's a long way to go, and the challenge will become greater after the break. So we can't feel too good about ourselves, get get our our rest, recovery to the guys who are going to go – and participate in All-Star Weekend. We're you know, very happy for them, for our organization, and we want them to enjoy it. But we also know when we come back, we have to be ready to go. We have to keep building. And if we keep the focus in the right place, good things are going to happen. So you think and you expect, can I say this, the Knicks to be a top-six team or no? I do. You expect that? I expect that. So you expect them to be into the actual body of the NBA postseason? Yes. That'd be a great thing. I think last night says a lot about this team. I do. It was a big win last night. Leadership, about the coaching. What, I really what, do. What team of these three, now they're all brutal matchups, but what team of the three would you say you think they have the best chance against? Boston? No. Milwaukee? No. Philadelphia? Philly. Not even close? Uh, no. Okay. Have you watched Milwaukee lately? Yeah, they don't lose. And now yeah. Middleton's back and healthy. Scary. Yeah, both teams are scary. East went from not being very good to being and Joel Embiid very is good. scary. But that's why I mean that's why if you're the Knicks and, and I know Tom Thibodeau, you know Tom Thibodeau was thinking about this. The guy should be thinking about this. Like if we want to really have a chance to win, because it's it's easy to say uh, we get like up our to chances. that five spot. Yeah, we like our chances against everyone. Yeah, good. But I mean, let's let's be realistic here for a second. Well, you're three games in the loss column behind the Nets and four games in the loss column behind Cleveland. So you do have some work to do to catch those teams. Right, and now you got 22 games, and it's going to be a sprint. You're not going to catch teams off. Uh, teams aren't going to have off nights now because everyone's trying to jockey around for playoff positioning. So you got to get all these teams' best shots. You got Miami three times, which is which is nice. Right, you got Brooklyn once more. I, I get, I get. I'm telling you what, I get amped up for these games against Brooklyn. I really do. I, I, I do as well. I used to like. I used to dislike. I don't like Kyrie. I think it's very hard to root for, and Kevin Durant. I think it, it quietly is difficult as well. I kind of like this Brooklyn team. I man. don't. I, I don't. I see what you're saying. Like I like Bridges. Like I like some of the guy. I I can't stand Ben Simmons now. Well, he's the one. Drives me crazy. How, how about how about you want a hot take? I was thinking about this yesterday. How about this for this? this is a very hot take. Spicy. I like it. Uh, you can write it down on your sheet, and then if it, okay. you know what happens if it if it comes to fruition. Then the sheet is lost. But if, lost. It, but if but if I'm wrong, now it's like I you have here nine eleven on uh, February sixteenth as you said this. There's two different notebooks though. That's the one notebook I keep. That I think I think the takes are going to be wrong, so I keep that one safe. All right, put the put this one in the we don't know. That's right why it's here. a hot. That's why it's a hot take. What year are we in? We're in 2023. This is 2023. When that's we start confirmed, big if true. Not not next season. So next season would be what 23, 24. When we start. The twenty four twenty five season. Twenty four twenty five. Ben Simmons will no longer be in the NBA. Twenty twenty four. <laughs> why? Why are you laughing? I mean, 25. you're la- you're laughing at me. Ben Simmons out of the NBA. Out of the NBA. Wow. I think he's playing in like Europe or or back to Australia or somewhere. Why would you even keep playing? I I mean I don't think he enjoys playing basketball. If you, wanna, if you don't enjoy playing in the NBA, why would you want to play anywhere else? Money's guaranteed, right? Yeah, but money is guaranteed. He's a different kind of guy, though. He's already got the money. He hates it. 
No, he loves everything, but he loves everything. He does about, not enjoy basketball. Well, right, but he enjoys all the other things that come come along with being a professional basketball player. Um, let's go to a couple calls, and then we have stuff you missed. RJ is feverishly working that was on a it. Scalding hot take. That was a good take. Guy out of the league. I, I think he's going to. I mean, I, I I don't know that I've ever remember a guy that it looks more disinterested and doesn't work on his game more than Ben Simmons. Yeah, I'll tell you what Ben Simmons needs. He needs to call up Bart. Say, hey, Bart, go and get up and say something nasty. But what what me. what motivates the guy? Yeah, I was going to say I don't I don't know. If that's I don't know that that would even work. No, I'm joking. Of course, it wouldn't work. I think he's unmotivatable if that's the word. I don't think it is. Like Bart could say uh, what, the most disparaging thing about him. I don't think it'll have. Uh, any yeah, effect. I don't think it matters. I wonder if Jacques Vaughn really even wants to play him at this point. Uh, no, you know he does not. Do you hear Jacques Vaughn? Did you hear what he said did, the other yeah. day? It's like, how do you play? Well, I mean, we got to figure out a way. They can't. That's a tough spot. He's gone from being kind of a, an offensive, I don't know, liability to he's unplayable offensively. It's not great. I've never, I said the other day, I've never seen a guy get the ball, get it three quarters of the court, down, you know, all the way down toward the other team's basket, and just want no part of, of going wanna, anywhere near the basket. Can I tell you what my favorite thing now is, though? Is that watching him trying to, once he does exactly what you're talking about and gets rid of the ball, and then he Set starts, the screen? No, he sets the screen, but then he starts pointing to all the people like he's the one that's running the play. He's like, no, you over here. You, that's it. Like he's running the whole, like he's the like the floor general. You know what Jordan Renan would call him? The conductor. He would be the conductor is what he would be. I'm the conductor. Thanks for listening to the DPHRO and Rothenberg podcast. Listen live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 a.m. on 98.7 ESPN in New York, the ESPN New York app, or on your smart speaker by asking it to play 98.7 ESPN.